It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Just quick. Like, don't go, I'm not, yeah, no, no, no. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 84 of Psychotic and Iconic. Thank you to everybody that's tuned into our live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Paul's here along with my co-host, Nick Theories, Mikey P. And uh, did I say Nick Theories? I think so. Nick Theories of Philly <laughs> Phil. Jesus Thank Christ. you to everybody who likes, sour. follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Mikey P, take it away. I think he needs sour. I think that's that's the key. I did. It'll be that, too. Yeah. Yo, so we're doing a little bit of a different format right now without the waiting screen. So I don't know if you guys want to take it a little bit slower at the beginning. Give some time to get people in here. We got one person in the... We got zero people in here. I got so. time to chat about shit, man. Yeah. Like, yo, how you guys been? How was your weekend? Good. I can go Perfect. slow. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with you that. We were just talking about that. Yeah. I see that shirt that you're wearing, you insufferable motherfucker. Dynasty. <laughs> dynasty. He is a dynasty. He is. I agreed with I him. I hate to say it, but he, it's true. But he like double trolled me in the same day with it. I know? couldn't help just myself. Like, and God. anybody that's listening on audio, he's at home on the couch Cleveland right LeBron t-shirt. Do all that. So that's, that's what we're critiquing right now. I'm wearing the real 23. The real 23. I just said to him, wild. I said, I agree with you, but, but. he's on the couch right now. And oh, yeah. your awareness is at an all-time low. Oh, I know. I knew he was on the couch. And Situational I he was awareness. High. Situational yeah. awareness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. P&I, episode 84, <clears throat> is brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. It's yours. New players are signed up today using the promo code ICONIC. Receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy made easy. Also, check us out at the Props Network at propshq.com where we're live for every single show. Be sure to subscribe, keep up with this group over here. Okay, we got a lot going on. Also, you two say hi to the TikTok audience. Still kind of new on that platform. I'm gonna keep shouting them out. All right. I got something to say. Let's real see quick, who shows man. up I, there. I got to be honest with you. This is a public service announcement. I don't know if anybody knows about this, but <laughs> Diet Cherry Coke Zero fucking slaps. So be sure to go pick up uh, a fucking case of this because this goes crazy. See that label's when, out. When you were talking, Pauls took my can, drank it because it's his too, and he looked at me and says, "This goes fucking crazy." It's so, unbelievable. Coke, it's unbelievable. if you're listening. Sponsor P&I, you won't regret it. 
I'm a big fan. Cherry Coke, we're here. We're rocking. Let's fucking pop, boys. I'm ready. To, I'm focused. I got the Cherry Coke flowing through my fucking veins right now, and I am extremely passionate about this podcast today. Let's so let's let's go. One last thing, okay? I mean, that was great. <laughs> One last thing, because Nick Theories and I were wearing our P and I shirts black tonight. Yeah. Okay. We we matched the last couple of shows, you and I. I noticed that. You guys okay? are so fucking good in those shirts. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate right? that. Fantastic fabric. Thank you very much. They and can make even the ugliest of motherfuckers look good. <laughs> Check your oh. resume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was hateful behavior. It is. It's extremely hateful. So, guys, this is courtesy of IPP Pressworks of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Fantastic fabric. All right. If you're interested in black or gray t-shirts, tanks, hoodies, long sleeve tees, let us know. DM us. We got the prices. We'll put you on the next order. Shit's flying off the shelves. And now, with that being said, we got some NBA news to start the day. All right. Quinn Snyder. Longtime jazz coach at this point is stepping down from the jazz, leaving Donovan Mitchell disoriented. I forget what the actual word is that they said, but he's definitely uh, a question mark at this point. Quinn Snyder, also a question mark. Where is he going to go? The Lakers just signed uh, our boy D Ham, right? <laughs> D Ham. Did you watch his presser today? Nah. It's actually pretty good. I mean, Everyone sounds good at a presser, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. Except for, like, Doug Peterson's first presser or, you know. Nick Sirianni. Okay. Nick Sirianni's first presser. Let's go back to That's this. just the Eagles thing, I know though. you guys shit on Joe Judge, but how great was oh. his first fucking presser, though? It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. I, I wanted to play for the guy. Yeah. He said, we're going to punch you in the nose for 60 fucking minutes, and that's how we're going to fucking play. And you know what happened? We are going to be a blue-collar fucking football team yep. to represent this yep. city. I want to play and for You know him. what they were? They were a loser caller. And if you were to play with them, you would have been a loser, and you're not a loser. But that's not the conversation we're having. We're, we're talking about the first presser, you know, you know, yeah, first gut instinct. I, I wasn't I buying to play what he him. was selling. I knew he was poop. Come on. You're, you're, you're lying. Well, then that means you just you don't have that it factor in you. When somebody it, says we're going to punch you in the nose. 15. If somebody says we're going to punch you in the nose for fucking 60 fucking minutes, and we are a blue-collar football team to represent the city, and that's exactly where you're from, and you don't have that it factor, <laughs> you don't feel that passion, you're fucking out of here, dude. Yeah, you want to you know, know how they backed up those words? They got into a fight at his first organized practice. And Daniel Jones was on the bottom of the pile like a power bottom. Well, that's what wow. happens when you set the tone. We're yeah, going to punch you in the nose for 60 ball. minutes. He wasn't talking about the other team. He was talking about amongst themselves, too. You know what I mean? It was like a more of like a global statement, I guess, in terms of like the entire football world. He was letting everybody know who it was. Yeah. And How do we get back to Joe Judge all the time? This, this well, dude, I, this wanted guy. Give, I wanted to give an example because you were talking about the first, well, you know, uh, gut reaction on hearing. A I, well, I was pausing this boy D Ham. Well, you know, D Ham. So I was just <laughs> saying that the Lakers hired him, and if they waited just a little bit longer, they could add Quinn Snyder. Maybe, just maybe, the Sixers put in a call. Maybe, you never know. It'd be bad business for the Sixers lawyers, but I'm not a fan. I wouldn't I, be surprised. I like Quinn Snyder, but here's the thing. I think it showed a great deal of humility, him saying, like, I think we need a new voice. It just wasn't my time. Similar to what Brad Stevens did, except Brad Stevens went into the fucking front office. You know what else it is? It's kind of like they let him say his piece, but they were probably moving on. Let's just be honest. 
They let I him say it was on him. I didn't think of that. That's, you know, really, that's, that's a, what you that's do out point. of respect. Like, all right, we're very thankful for your time, but we want you out of here. But we'll say that you're stepping down. I disagree with the both of you. But Donovan Mitchell <laughs> said he was surprised and disappointed. I disagree. He's with gone. Guys. I disagree with you guys about why, about what happened or what you guys think happened. I can't wait to hear this. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. Mr. Quinn Snyder, he was never going to win in Utah. So bounce you bounce out and try to get another head coaching job somewhere else. And that's why he didn't go to the Lakers. He ain't ever going to win in Utah, bro. They got fucking Rudy Gobert and they got Donovan Mitchell. And that's all they really basically have. And Rudy Gobert doesn't, he doesn't do anything for you, but grab rebounds and that's it. And he's a good defensive presence, but that's it. But outside of those two players, what do you have? You don't got anything. They have so, a pretty deep group. They just don't have the the better star talents. Like Mitchell, okay, fine, but Gobert, if that's your number two, that's not gonna be enough. They had some, they had some depth on this roster. Right, and that's my point. So I'm I'm thinking he's looking at you know his team is like yo, we got to go and get to stack West, you know, conference. We're never gonna make it out. Like you sometimes you just gotta draw the line in the sand and just say you know what it is what it is. I gotta move on. You know what the problem was? Maybe mainly, you're right there. I actually like that. Yeah, kind of gravitating towards what you just said. The. Uh, the problem was with the Jazz is once there was Donovan Mitchell, it was literally like this. <laughs> yeah. It was a steep slope yeah. of just regular. So like three, Mike Conley's over the hill. Yeah, yeah. Rudy I mean, Gobert he, never hit the top of the hill. I mean, Mike Conley can't be your number three at this point. Correct. So, yes. And he gets hurt all the time. But 372 wins, second most in Utah history. So where do we think he's going? Honestly, where do we think he's going? Uh, my first instinct when I thought of this thought possibly Brooklyn. Oh, my God. Where the Brooklyn at? Yeah, I thought Brooklyn. But I know they're saying that Steve Nash is safe, but obviously I don't buy that. But I feel like maybe, I mean, I don't really know. Who's who's the head coaching jobs? Uh, but does he want to be a head coach again? You know, would he take, would he be an assistant on a staff like in Dallas? Under nah, Jason Kidd? he'll get a head coach job. He can go wherever he wants probably. And that's what I'm saying. I wonder if the Sixers actually, like, give him a call. I would not do that. I would take anything over Doc. Okay, I'm 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 throwing a little bit of shade, but I I a think little. I think that Quinn Snyder would be better than Doc. I disagree. Uh, you know, is Quinn Snyder uh, a top ten coach? Probably. Back end. Yeah. He's somewhere around. He hovers that ten. He hovers at ten. He hovers. And he'll be treated like it at least well, in I NBA asked, circles. I, I think he'll he'll get a job any job he wants, really. I asked this because a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, when the Sixers lost, I asked you guys, is Doc Rivers a top ten coach? You guys agreed yes. Yeah. And I agreed yes too. Do you think by firing Doc and possibly, you know, being interested in Quinn Snyder and bringing him on board, does that change the Sixers, you know, future but in maybe, any type of way for the next year? Maybe only because it's a new voice and a guy who might be a little bit more strategic. Um, okay. But it's it's not a, a major upgrade by any means. They're probably, like, pretty close in my book. Strategic, you mean, like, in the game plan yeah. aspect? I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, because Doc don't do any of that. He's a rah-rah guy. So, I mean, if Doc did anything strategic, he wouldn't be playing all bench units still two years in. Yeah. So I'm over that. I don't you know, talk about that. Well, it I hurts. mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to raise a point here. But I also feel trying like Utah's locker room has got to be somewhat strong. I mean, if if Donovan Mitchell was having real beef with Rudy Gobert, and they got to play with each other for the entire year, Pauls, um, <laughs> and you know, not for nothing, they made the playoffs. Still, you know, like they they still went to the playoffs like they normally do. Yeah, they collapsed like they always do. But here's the thing: like, you got to have a strong locker room to make it out of the West. I mean, <laughs> I think the West is pretty strong. Look at the Lakers; they didn't even make it out. 
So the fact that they made it over the Lakers just tells me, okay, well, this coach has got something cooking because it's he's got a, a nice culture that he built. The problem is when your star player and your 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 co-star and Rudy Gobert don't you know coexist anymore because of past circumstances with whatever, then you know the fact that you can make it playoffs that tells me a lot about the um, team. Um, I just feel like the problem is is like. Quinn Snyder gets out-coached continuously in the playoffs. And it just, to me, it's a schematic thing. Because when you get game-planned against in the playoffs, you don't you don't get game-planned as strictly during the regular season as you do in the playoffs. I think they counted way too much on three-point shooting, too. But honestly, though, like... Is that true? I mean, I think it is, yeah. I mean, it's you could just see, like, certain coaches do things. Like, look at Ime Udoka. Look at, I mean, like, Steve Nash. But they he was able to power go- through the regular season. But when they get to the playoffs and the game plans come to like a screeching halt, it's a different game. But, but they also got a like good a- team, though. They got a better team than Utah. Who? The Celtics. Oh, so yeah, of yeah, course yeah, yeah. Look, if you got Their a, stars a good are better, team. too. That's basically yes. what I was going to say. That's what I mean. It's like their stars just aren't good enough. Right. I agree with that. You know? Yeah. They're just not good enough. Like, I love Donovan Mitchell. I think he could play. I think he's a fantastic player. But is, awesome. but is he the guy that can bring you to a championship? I, I, yeah, like, I just it's, it's yet to be seen and it's yet to be proven so I, I have to lean towards no that's, would you agree with, would you agree with this I actually would say I'd rather have him as a number two option on my team I don't know if I would consider him like in the ones you know what I mean is he I a number Donovan, one like I think it, Donovan Mitchell's a two yeah so that that's where I feel he belongs yeah I don't like think Donovan he's a number Mitchell, one to me, he's that Paul George he's the the Bradley Beals he's in that He's in that. Like he's, he's not going to carry a team, but he can he can be on a championship team. He's just not going to carry him there. He can carry him through the regular season, but he can't do it in the playoffs. Cause he disappears a little too often, too. Correct. I think he's gone though. Yeah, so do I. I, I think he's gone. He's as good as gone. Um, and this just kind of sealed it for me. So I don't know who the Jazz bring in at this point. Uh, I don't even know what they're going to do. They could just totally implode and rebuild. Who knows? If Mitchell's gone though. <laughs> Are you building around Rudy Gobert? Hell no. God forbid. Hell no. So we'll see what happens there. But the only job open right now, and more could open up, the only open job is the Charlotte Hornets right now. Oh, I forgot they were open. So that's interesting. I actually don't – I don't hate that. You should bring Kenny Atkinson. I, they just interviewed somebody today, actually. I totally forgot that they uh, – D'Antoni interviewed today. Oh, God forbid. Ah, <laughs> uh, well – Lamelo might be all right. No, I'm just no. Fuck that. I'm done with him. Done with him. <laughs> I mean, him and Tom Thibodeau should never be a head coach again. We've seen enough. Yeah, I mean, you get repetitive behavior. Same thing. <laughs> you get what you paid for. Yeah. You get what you paid for. Tom Thibodeau makes the playoffs in his first year, and then he's fucking terrible for the next two years. He gets fired, and then they hire him somewhere else, and that's it. The only time Tom Thibodeau ever had success was with Joakim Noah, Jimmy Butler, and Derrick Rose, and Carlos Boozer, and that Bulls team. And what happened? They were getting bounced every year too, and he he runs players into the ground. That's that's his, you know, that's his thing. He run, he plays his players forty minutes a game, and doesn't stop. So, I mean, it is what it is. I definitely agree with with Tom Thibodeau. What about the Blazers? They got Chauncey Billups. I mean, they well, were, he signed for four more years. I mean, let's let's talk about that. I mean, yeah, just, you, just real quick. You saw that? You saw that little headline today, right? Beal and Levine. Or I don't know if it was both or one of them. Yeah. They're looking at both of them to pair with Lillard. The problem is. is but how do you get a destination? Them? Yeah. Is it a destination for yeah, a free agent to come, to come play? <laughs> what are you trading for him? Right. 
You got nothing. You have nothing. McCollum's gone. Yeah. That you don't have any complete. trade bait at all, and you're going to have to probably trade even for Zach Levine because he's got, he'll be a sign-in trade. So, wait, Chauncey Billups, he coached, he coached for the Blazers last year, right? Yes. And here's my beef. This is the fucking problem that I have with the, just, the, just the entirety of the league. Mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups goes 27-55. and 55. His job is not questioned for the next year. Doc Rivers goes to the Eastern Conference semis back-to-back years. Yeah, he lost, but he made it there. And we're, we're That's unacceptable. And, and we're going to question this man's job. So what, the, what's unacceptable about it? There's two different scenarios. Expectations. Think, well, expectations are cool, and I, I agree. They were very high. But the problem is the Sixers weren't the best team in that conference. Let's call a fucking spade a spade. Damian Lillard was out the whole year. That's cool. The Sixers still, were the one seed last year. I'm sorry, what happened? Still won 27-55. That's what I'm saying. It, it, I understand what you're saying. Your star players out, but 27-55 is really mediocre. And it was only his first oh, year. It, so. it's, it's bad. It's extremely it's, bad. It's definitely like underwhelming. But like comparing him to Doc Rivers, I can't get I can't get behind that. Well, what because I'm saying is why he is was, somebody he else was brought safe? in here to get us past the second round because that was Brett Brown's job. Brett Brown consistently got you there and couldn't get over the hump. Doc Rivers was hired to get you to the championship. Doc Rivers did not get us there two years in a row. They were the one seed last year. They were one seed for much of this year. Unacceptable. Well, I, I and again, so if we're going to give him a pass for, for Lillard being hurt, which is fine. I, I, I totally understand it. Why don't we give uh, Doc a pass for Embiid being actually injured during the fucking playoffs? Because that did hinder two. them to Doc actually has a team, though. Year two as well. A team, right? A team. Yeah. They, I'd, be, I'd be more willing to bash Chauncey Billups after year two. Well then, he, same thing. It's coming his way too because hundred percent. If that team underperforms this year, he's going to get it'll be unacceptable. He's going to get ripped apart. And they will underperform because they had nobody. Yeah, that, and that's that's the point. Like, how are they even going to get either of those two? They have literally no assets. And what's the draw to play there if you're if you're either of them, knowing that Besides you could be at a new destination soon? What's the draw? Dame is thirty-two. Look, I would take Dame in a second. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but like. We already have seen what the Blazers are. We've already seen what they what they were with CJ McCollum, who's, you know, similar type of player. First round exit. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it. It, it's you can't build that way. That's yeah. all. Like they don't have enough right now. One player is not going to make a difference there. Dame would make a difference somewhere else, though. There's no question about that. And yeah, but like and, I, I'm, I I'm not going there. If I'm if I if I know I'm a free agent soon, I'm not going there. I agree. For what? I agree. And and my my only rebuttal is this too, though, in, in accordance to Doc. It's just funny to me that Luka Doncic is pretty much by himself on Mavericks and went to the Western Conference Finals, right? Timothy. We got all these fucking players and we can't even go to the second we, we can't even go to the conference finals in the East. So is it coaching or is it actual just fucking players that you have in your in your on your team? Combination issue. Yeah, both. I mean like both. you know what I mean? Like is Jason Kidd that much better of a coach than Doc? In your opinion? Uh, right now, no. The players seem to respond to him better. Lucas, but just, I can't Luca's... say he's a better coach. I just think that the players relate to him better. Right. They and, respond to this guy. And exactly. And my point is, you just said Luca is just. You mean he's a god? He's yeah. fucking awesome. He's yeah. great. He's unbelievable. But so is Embiid. You got Embiid. You got Harden. You got fucking Maxi. On. I got Tobias. You got all these players. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And it's like. You know, is is it the coach or is it the actual players around him that they're not performing? Because when I saw the playoffs, they weren't performing. Period. Fair and, and question. I, I just didn't think it was Doc's fault, and I hate that he gets blamed for it, but that's part of the sport. You know what I mean? Like, you you know, Comes with if the you win, yeah, if you win, you're a god. If you lose, 
you know. But that's the thing, question. though, is like, I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead because this sure. is later in, in our night tonight. But look at the Phillies, for example. This is three games in, but just the overall response three games in and just having that energy. There's a different energy with this team right now than when they had a retread like Joe Girardi, who they just did not respond to. And sometimes that's that's just how it is. Doc would be better somewhere like the Lakers. I've already said this. I think that he'd resonate more with a veteran group. But with young guys, it's just not relatable. They tune him out. They don't play hard for him. Like, we've seen it. We've seen it. And it, it, it could be different with someone else. I'm not saying the players are excused, though. They're definitely not excused. They didn't step up. So, I mean, it. it's interesting when you look at it that way. But we'll see. Yeah, so we'll like, see. And it's funny about, the, like, Girardi, going back to that. Is is that just more of, like, the front office kind of hoping that the players didn't suck, that they signed? That's kind of what the firing kind of meant to me. It was that it was more of a panic button on the, on the, on the Philly side. Like, shit, we went over to luxury tax. Is the players that we brought in to go over to luxury tax, are they are they good enough? Are they worth it? Like, we have to find out. So I think by firing Girardi, kind of lit a fire under, under everybody's ass to say it's time to perform. And that's kind of how I took it, but whatever. Move on. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll oh, get shit, there. I and I want you, I oh, want I'm you honest. to, yeah, I want you to rehash that shortly. Okay. I was like, when the fuck did we get the uh, MLB? I yeah. That's why that was just theories yeah. going off on a tangent because I'm just fucking passionate about this podcast, it's, it's, and we're the best fucking podcast on the fucking net. <laughs> so don't even fucking, you know what I mean? Don't hesitate to fucking like, subscribe, and hit the notification mm -hmm. bell Take on fucking mind. YouTube. We're also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts iHeart, <laughs> Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Yeah, facts. You know what I mean? We're bringing the fucking energy. So, Palante, Mikey P, man, yeah. let's get, get back on track. That was my fault, actually. I'm, the, I'm off the rails here. You know what I that mean? That was my fault. You know what? Let's stay off the rails for one more second, because I, I like promised that. Paul's that I'd say one thing, and I know the NBA music's playing. You know what? Fuck it. Put on NFL for, for like two seconds, okay? Because this guy don't deserve more than that. Oh, shit. This guy don't make you. No, not oh, you. Oh, oh, I love you. No. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. no. Oh, okay. oh, no. I was, I was hoping it was because I'm ready to fucking pop. Oh, you no. know what I mean? No, football oh, season hasn't it started yet. <laughs> it's not week one yet. Okay? <laughs> it's not week one when the Packers play the Vikings. No. But Deshaun Watson. Oh. And this is this is why I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about this either. He is a third. Two more accusers have come to light. Rusty Harden's the worst fucking attorney ever with those comments. <laughs> I mean, this shit's back under the microscope. It's a fucking shit show again. Guys, quick take without going into the legal or what you think of Deshaun Watson. How does this affect the Browns right now? Uh, I want to know if you think that they made a horrible investment. Absolutely 100%. And also, I want to know the repercussions for this season. I think they made a colossal organizational changing failure mistake. Mm -hmm. Because I think he's going to get suspended for two years. Two? I wow. really do. Because I think between Trevor Bauer and you're going to have a lot of people bringing up the Calvin Ridley shit. That he got suspended one year for betting on games. And what is more serious? Betting a parlay or... You have people coming out here saying that, you know, he did all this sexual predator type shit. So to me, they need to send a message. It, it's a horrible image on the NFL who already has image problems. And I just feel like Goodell's going to, he's going to drop their hammer on them, drop the hammer on them. 
And when he does, <clears throat> and if he gets suspended for two years, they can't draft a quarterback. And they're going to be terrible because they have Jacoby <laughs> Brissett. <laughs> and if I'm Baker Mayfield, I just want to say this. I tell him, fuck you. He'll be laughing all the way to his new team, yep. wherever that is. Even if he's on the bench, he'll still be laughing. I'd rather sit out than play for them. I'm so I, I I'm so happy for him. I mean, Theories, what do you think? I, well, I think I think the attorney is a fucking idiot. He's pretty much just said, "Tell me you're guilty," without telling me you're guilty. Like he pretty much said, "Yeah, like like we were." He, there was some shit behind. How the scenes. can you make comments about happy endings <laughs> right that. now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just got out of the fucking black cloud. Yeah. I, I, I Are gotta, you stupid? He's uh, dusty. They're they're really screwed. And I, I Rusty think Harden. Dusty What's that Harden? sound like? I agree. Yeah. He don't sound Paz. clean either. Yeah. I agree. Real. I agree with Paz on that. I, I I think they made a big mistake, man. I mean, not even not just to give him all, you know, not even just to trade for him, to give him all that guaranteed money that sends ripples throughout the entire league. That this is going to be the new standard for I other actually, quarterbacks. I think I, I think it left a lot of I, I think it left like a bad taste in other owners' mouth because not not for nut pulse. So, <laughs> so like I, I feel like that really sent ripples down the NFL of the new standard for deals on quarterbacks. And also I think the Browns image is gonna be really stained if he if he comes out to be guilty forever. Because not for nothing, bro. When you have fans like that that represent like and wear your brand and wear a Browns t shirt, a jersey, it's a proud. hat. You're wearing it as a fan. So I, I think they're going to actually lose some fans in, 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 in the events. They lost if, if, they right. if, if he were to be guilty, I think they will lose a lot of fans because they are very passionate about their, their, their football team, but they're not going to be passionate about their football team um, you know, giving, giving a predator $230 million. That's just how, that's how I, I think about it. And as a fan, if I was a Browns fan, I would feel the same way and I wouldn't be a fan of that. Jim Tomey canceled his season tickets and not Ooh. for nothing. And this is going to, yeah. this is going to be even crazier. And I don't mean this. Do not take this the wrong way. There are women in Cleveland that are probably victims of sexual assault that are Browns fans and they're scared to speak up. So if they're scared to speak up, how worse does that, how much, how that looks even worse for them mm -hmm. because if they are victims of that, they're not going to go out and support them. There's, I mean, that's like you're being, both that's not like, wrong at all because there is a large faction of the dog pound that's not happy about that trade still. Mm -hmm. Dude, there's a lot of them. Look, like not for nothing, but just look at the timeline of the whole Browns franchise in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. At least Baker brought you something. Yeah, they gave him hope. Like he gave you something, and yeah. you first, just ousted first time him. since Derek Anderson and Braylon Edwards. Yeah, oh, bro, yeah. and you just that was a hell Braylon of a deal for a year. Crazy. For a year though. <laughs> Braylon Edwards might be the best ever. Uh, no, he was awesome. He's a stud. But yes, no, yes. I'm just saying. Like the thing is, is they just they made a mistake, man. I'm sorry. The Cleveland Clowns, the Skip Bayless. Skip Clowns, love it. I'll, I'll tell you what. You remember that due diligence that they said they did? They didn't. I didn't think they did it at the time. That's a great point. And Mike. even more now, I, I think that they they didn't do jack shit. No. They saw Deshaun, they didn't Deshaun do the research. Watson, the football player, and not Deshaun Watson, the person. They and saw they, they saw that up. the rest of the league identify that he could be playing again soon and they went ahead and they made the deal football move great move football wise they did not do the due diligence control elsewhere. your emotions exactly they got excited about making the qb upgrade but they did not do their homework they lied through their teeth and it sucks because andrew berry is a former eagles guy and he has done a hell of a job over there but that, this is gonna be this is gonna be on his resume forever not even he signed off it's on that deal. Close to being over. No, yeah. and and that's the thing is like the league, they, they do not want to deal with this. Hell no, dude. And protect the and shield. It, it almost makes it sound like, 
Rusty Harden's like making a joke out of this. This is serious. Oh, I yeah. know. This is some serious stuff right here, and the league does not want to deal with it. I think there was a chance he might have gotten six games. That's off the table. I guarantee you now it's probably a year at least. Well, I don't think it's going to be two because the NFL hasn't shown that they have the, the guts to do that. But I do think he's getting a year. I think he's got a year, and he's going to have a hard time getting out of that too. 24 different m massage therapists. Like, bro, you're a professional football player. And, and there's, there's probably more. different random Instagram. There's uh, at least double. Because they were inspired by he's the shit freak. that they saw on TV. They saw uh, too, the, but the I, real I, sports with Brian like You know what I mean? Like, it's a I draw a line. You know, <laughs> there's a line you, gotta, you can't cross. He crossed that line 24 times, <laughs> allegedly. Least. At least. Yeah. yeah. I like, mean, yeah. I mean, that's just. And I'm not. Like, <laughs> here, we're not here to talk about, yeah. you know, the, you. the legal aspect, but it's not a good look. And there's there's definitely more people out there. They're saying that there's more than just 24. Um, but those are, there's 24 cases. And okay? the chick today came there's out 24. with vivid details. And, and apparently there's more women that were inspired by what they saw on. Uh, it was Real Sports of Brian Gumpel, right? That's what it was. They saw the documentary there or whatever it was. What and I didn't see I didn't see that yet, so I can't speak to it. But I'm just saying they felt emboldened by what's going on. And then they see this asshole attorney's comments. Yeah, bro. That and they're like, okay, come on. That's wild. Like, I mean, that's just, oh, my God. Tell me you did it okay. without telling me you did and it. And all my so. legal friends out there, I guarantee they're like, oh, my God. I can't believe he just said that. Nail in the coffin. It. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he gets suspended for the full year. Yep. I think when 2023 rolls around and, to, you know, entering season, I don't think Deshaun Watson's ever going to play football ever again. There's a real chance, Nick. And, and I, I wasn't going to go that far firmly, yet. I'm going to go that far because I firmly believe that in my soul, that he's not going to play football ever again. That attorney really fucked up. It's still the NFL, though. Him. That's the only thing. Until proven I'm otherwise. Happy. I'm happy he did because if, if, if he was guilty, he, justice needs to be served. And that's where I stand. With that, absolutely, so I don't think he's playing football ever again. I hope not because he not for nothing. It's a privilege. Play the numbers. Twenty-four people are randomly lying, and it's you're the only one thing. telling the truth. That it, it, it's stop capping. Yeah, like if we're all real. saying the same thing. It's not, I, like, yeah, it's not just, like all the yeah. stories are like over here, over there, over there. It's all the same premise in every right. fucking story. The only thing from a legal perspective is you wonder if he'll be able to be proven guilty, and that's the only thing. And also, it's still the NFL. It's yeah. still the NFL. They've yet to show us that they have the guts to do that. And that's, I Salute mean, Rob of course, I'm, I'm totally with you guys. I mean, Salute. it's not looking good. And if he committed the crime, he should be in jail. I mean, here's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, real shit, bro. Yeah, Fuck football. Yeah. He should be in jail. That's what I'm saying. That's why he ain't going to play again. And here's and here's, here's another thing that, that kind of like I, I thought about. I'm like, man, because there was a report that he gave $5,000 to one of the women, right? Oh, and, yeah, the owner of the to help To help her business. Okay. So you gave somebody five grand after a massage, right? Just randomly five grand, at, you know, just to help your business. But yet you got 25 other people that you attend to. What are we talking about here? That's yeah, I didn't even think of that. Shady shady business. Business. You met somebody one time, right? You met somebody one, one, one or two yeah. times. You got a massage and you, also, you just automatically gave them five grand. Let's stop the bullshit here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I talk real shit. Wild, and, and, and that's wild to me. So, like, I read, the, I read between the lines. And that, to me, just told me everything I needed to know. And that's where I came to the conclusion he's never going to play football ever again. But won't there be bank records of that shit? That's, that's, that's where they caught that's... him in the record. Some, well, the spot owner said that he was just helping her out. 
But I think, Phil, that is where they, they found it. Okay, so if he's helping her out, what type of relationship do you have somebody to give somebody five grand to help your business out? Yeah, I don't know, bro. What? How do you end? When you have, when you have 25 shady. other different massage parlors that you go to, what, what relationship do you have with that one? Bro, it's more If you than had that, that type dude. of relationship, you would go to them all the time to get somebody five grand. That's what I said. That's where I'm at. Bro, I just... Facts. Nick, that's what I'm just saying. How many fucking so, massage th different massage therapists were you going to? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I... I that's what I believe. He's potting. If if I'm yeah, wrong, I'm wrong. You're cool. not wrong. Bro. I don't really care if you guys, you know, cut the clip and show me when he plays football again. I don't really give a shit. But right now, I don't think he's playing football, and that's where I stand. He's, he's still not cleared to play football, so you're currently correct. He's not allowed to play right now. So, anyway, we spent enough time on this guy. All right, this this is just yeah, we caught awful. Back to the NBA, Philly Phil. Because we got the finals. Mm. And we got a split series going back to Boston. <clears throat> Man, it's been a series so far. The tale of two games. Because each one was completely different. Completely different. Game one. All right. I'll just give everyone a little breakdown. Game one. Celtics win by 12. But they had a massive fourth quarter. Which for them, they're, they've been like a third quarter team in, in this playoffs. Major fourth quarter. There was no answer from the Warriors whatsoever. They were searching for clues. They literally had no idea what hit him. And I was watching that game just like, oh, my God. And we've seen this from the Celtics. We've seen this already. They've been doing this all playoffs long. They just they smack you in the mouth, and they don't stop. Mm -hmm. They don't stop. When they play like that, they can beat anybody at any time. Okay? Game two. Right from the get-go, you heard Draymond say, Draymond said, I'm I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to set the tone, basically. Right off the bat, that guy was like a man possessed. He's getting under everybody's skin. He was a little over-aggressive. I thought he was going to get thrown out at one yeah, point. He me to fuck off. Not for nothing. He was fouling people. But oh, yeah. But, like, the physicality of the game picked up. The Warriors knew the urgency. They had to win the game, obviously. They had to win the game. It was a must-win. The Warriors win by 19? 19 and they took over in the second half it was kind of a close game um until then mm -hmm. yeah so it was. the tale of two games and i mean in this one so <laughs> the difference between the two the celtics role players in game one like marcus smart al horford 20 plus points this game six. two each so yeah two <laughs> yeah, each I three mean, players that's six points so in three 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 starters who? it's exactly so it's a tale in of two games minutes. here mm -hmm. so i want first i want to recap Games one and two. Let's let's hear about some comments. How you feeling? You know, what do you think happened? Where do you think they have to go from here? And then we're gonna make predictions for game three, which is isn't that on Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. So Wednesday night, Wednesday, and we'll talk about that game on Thursday show. Uh, okay? Basically, for me, the the Cel the Celtics stole game one, and it was great for them because all you want to do when you go there, especially in Golden State, you want to get a split. Yeah. And they got it now. They came out in that first quarter. This I smelled a little bit of trouble because they played great and they still lost the quarter. It was only by a point. Mm -hmm. But it was like they gave them a great punch and Golden State just stayed in it. And Steph wasn't playing too well in that first right. quarter. But they did get a split. Now they're going home. They haven't lost back-to-back -back games. However, I think that's going to change because really? I do like the Warriors in game three. And then I like the Celtics. And I'm, I'm getting a little bit. No, it's okay. I do we'll, like the we'll Warriors. We'll incorporate all this. It doesn't have to be yeah. in some specific order here because like there's the, not really a ton to say. You know what I mean? I like the, Celtic, the Warriors to win game three and then the Celtics to win game four. However, 
I just feel like Clay Thompson isn't playing up to his his game. He was terrible last night, although he made a really big bucket late in that game. Agreed. But with the problem is, is like you can't have four points from Al Horford and Marcus Smart in 53 minutes. Right. That just won't work. That's a recipe for disaster. However, now you're not going to get six threes. You're not going to get nine threes between the two either every game. But you need to find a happy medium right there. So to me, I just feel like it's a it's a dead even series. Like a one one series is exactly what I would predict because I just think that's how the teams are. I thought they were going to split too, and honestly, I mean, I'm going to point out something that I've said they just a split, handful of times on this show. They split backwards for me. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I think actually, I might I'm with you. I still think they're they're probably going to split three and four, except I think that I'm leaning towards Celtics winning game three. I think that they're going to split again though. No, no matter what, they're going to split. But I'm going to point out one thing though. We're still yet to see a game where Tatum and Brown both go off. I can't remember one. All playoffs. So, this game, same thing happened here. Oh. Same thing game one. Mm -hmm. This game, though, Draymond locked up Jalen Brown. I wanted locked to, him up. I wanted to touch on that real fast. My bad. Give me a minute. Interesting, right? Yeah. So, I thought that was uh, that's coaching right there with what Steve Kerr did. That was an awesome move because he literally did bottle him up. However, Jason Tatum is being a little corny with the Kobe shit. God, oh, that's Kobe God. Yeah, He's that's, being a little corny. It's unbearable. And I, I feel like it's distracting him a little bit, to be honest. You know what that is? Absolutely insufferable. <laughs> yeah, and like it, it really is insufferable. <laughs> I, think he's, I feel like he's being really corny with it. He's not focusing on the game. And the thing with Draymond is, man, is like, Draymond, like the Warriors were complaining about the fucking Grizzlies and the play on Gary Payton. And Draymond Green is literally the dirtiest player, second to Patrick Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> he tackled Al Horford. Yeah, he's he smacking him in the face. He had his legs on top of Jalen Brown paws. And it's just like, I, it's his antics are just so, they're so old. It, they're, and I like Draymond Green. I like you need kind of players player. like too. that. It's just like, he really does. They were talking about this earlier, and it's so true, man. He gets that first technical, and the refs do not have the balls to throw him out. Because then the whole thing is what, the, what happened in 2016, uh -huh. which had nothing to do with them winning the finals. I don't want to hear it the best. Had to add it in there. But I'm just saying, it's just so annoying because he really does. However, the comment he made about the referees, he will be thrown out. So you don't think he had, that has anything to do with them winning the finals? What? In 2006. 2016. No. Well, if Draymond's a Hall of Famer, it should have something to do with it. Anyway, that's not my point. Uh, the bottom line is... There were is, two more games after that. It wasn't game seven. Well, you have two more games with a Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. At, on your team. But you know what beats, a Hall, you know what beats a Hall of Famer? What's that? The best ever. Well, that's your opinion. I mean, I, I'm just saying, you, it, there's always What's that his record in the finals? Unknown, but the bottom line is they won. The, game. the bottom line is the Cavaliers won in, two, in 2016. You can't take it away from them. They came back 3-1. That's the bottom line. It's the end of the story. I'm moving on from that. Okay, so game one, how I saw it was... What? Nothing, dude. Just go. <laughs> Did I say something wrong? No. <laughs> just, he, he really wants to say something. I know it. He no, wants to answer you. your mind. No, but I don't. Good. I forget what I was going to say. say. I'm so rattled. Say we need. Why are you rattled? I'm giving you flowers. I said they won't, but you need to move on. They won. They came back. I know. Long. Say your piece. And you were laughing, so I felt like I said something wrong. Did I, did I offend you in any way? No, not at okay. all. I was all watching right. him. That's why I was laughing. Okay, I just want to make sure. I want to clarify that. Anyway, uh, game one, um, how I saw it was Steph came out guns blazing. I mean, 21 points in the first quarter, six, six of seven from three. Uh, and I think, you know, the way the first quarter even ended, 32 to 28, I think the Celtics were like, all right, we got their best punch. Let's go after And we're only down four. We're not, we're not scared of them. We're in it. So I think that gave them a lot of confidence in that game. They stole game one. 
that was it, right? Now, game two was a different animal. I think game two, the Warriors realized how good Boston was. I think they kind of took them lightly in the beginning. But now they think they realized how good Boston was, and they're playing with desperation, whereas Boston was kind of cool with splitting. Yep. So I think that's the result that we saw, and and that's exactly what happened. They got blown out. They got experience game two. That's what that well, was. Well, they got the doors they, blown the fuck yeah. off. That's just what happens. And I mean, look, like for what it's worth, in both games now, um, the Warriors had crazy third quarters, and the first one, I mean, the Celtics' response to that the first game, they, they dropped you, a 40, forty. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, forty yeah. points. Yo, do you guys make anything? 40, 16, of, 40 to sixteen fourth quarter. That's do insanity. You, do you guys make anything of KD of Draymond Green constantly referring to KD? Like I know they want to win it without him. I get it. That's that's competitive nature. Time to move on. You know what I mean? But that's kind of where I am. Like, I feel like they're just they're referencing him. Like why last night was he talking about how the offense starts with Steph even with KD? Like yeah, dude, no shit. But subtle jabs. And here's, you know? and here's another problem I have with the Celtics in game two is that Daniel Feist or Tice. 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 Yeah. He's fucking ass. He stinks. Facts. Keep him on the bench, bro. Yeah, he's like, cool. he was not helping you at all. He was a minus seven in game two. He played 11 minutes. He shot the ball one time as a center. He, he just didn't have any impact in the game. So, like, my thing is just, like, they got to they gotta get away from that. They need to put somebody in there with a little bit more experience and somebody who's going to get after it. It's the fucking finals, man. You want to win this shit, dude. Tatum got to pick it the fuck up. He was like a minus 35 that. last night. Or I agree with that. Minus 36. Also, yeah. He also made some shots while I was like, yo, this, this, dude, this dude's for real. I, I, I'm a big yeah. fan of Jason Tatum. Away, I fucking away, love him. The fadeaways that he makes, yeah. man, like, it, it, it's mesmerizing. I love him. He's just a little corny. Right so now, now the next thing him. is, do you expect consistency from him? Because he's kind of been a roller coaster, if we're being honest. Yeah. I mean, Seriously. is he going to show up for game three? That's another thing. It's like I I'm not seeing him show up in back-to-back -back games. They need him. They do. they have no chance without and, him. And scoring. maybe like actually when when we put it that way, it almost makes you feel like I should change my idea for game three. Of I, I was saying the opposite of you. I say they split, but I thought Boston would would win in game three because of the back-to-back -back thing. Oh no, Boston is gonna win game three. That's what I think. Yeah, they will. But like it it stands to be, you know. Is Jason Tatum going to show up? And I, I mean, I don't know. I, I will bet you that Al Horford has 20 points in this game because <laughs> that's what will happen. I love Al Horford, man. <sighs> it's hard to love him when he was in the Sixers. No, I know. I'm just ass. saying, I feel like he's a baller. I mean, I don't know what happened with the Sixers. That was like an imposter. He must have like a twin brother that does mortgages or something. He was but, absolutely dog shit with the yeah, Sixers. I don't. I, I just I don't understand it. But anyway, that's not the point. I, I think game three... I think Boston's gonna is gonna is gonna win. I what think, kind of game is it gonna be though? Like, tight. I think it's gonna be a tight tight game and physical. I mean, I think Draymond Green really brought the physicality into the into the series it, that game in game two. Now I think Boston's ready for it. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna come out swinging, guns blazing. And that's They'll exactly make adjustments, I right? I, I absolutely like. I, I think yeah. they're gonna probably match the physicality in this one. I think so too. And it's gonna start with Marcus Smart. I think. Yeah. It's going to start with him. So he the was. line so the line right now is three and a half. Uh, it's minus three and a half Boston. So, uh, you know, money line is mi minus 160 for Boston, and whereas the money line for, for the uh, Golden State is plus 140. I, I, I mean, I, as a betting man, I would take Golden State just for the simple fact that I got Steph, I got Clay, I got Draymond. I got Jordan Poole, who's also a killer, a certified baller. You saw that that, that half-court shot that he took 
right uh, before um, quarter three ended. Cannibal. <laughs> Absolute smoker. Um, but I, I would take Boston plus 140 if I, if, I'm, I'm not Boston. You mean Golden, Golden State? Golden State plus 140 if I were to bet it. That's I, where I, I got would. a betting nugget for you. All right. I this is this is interesting. I think, I think I well, here's the thing. I think Boston's going to win, but I think the value is with the Warriors. Yeah, you're Whereas, saying from a value perspective, shit. facts. And that's right. Boston's minus 160, and it's like, ah, I'd rather just take my money and put it into something that's positive, like plus 140 versus minus 160. I'm getting the Warriors at plus 140. Of course, I'm going to take that. That's, yeah. I think the betting leans towards that, but I think Boston's going to win. I, I think, for, I for think. Team. Here's a nugget right here. This is this is interesting. If you are going to bet the game, I think you take the Celtics spread. Um, and here's why. Warriors on the road, this playoffs, three and four. Against the spread, they're two and five okay. on the road. Good stuff. Against the spread. Nice work. Good stuff. So, I mean, I got to get back to my stats a little bit, you know. Um, but I, I think uh, that's not even counting the Celtics in back-to-back -back situations like that. Um and I bet you I could find that too. Over under two, uh, two twelve and a half. What do you guys got? I got under. Uh, I will say under as well because I think it's gonna be physical as shit. I do too. I think it's gonna be wild. Yeah, me, me too. Actually, I would lean towards the under. But if I am gonna bet on the game, I think I take the Celtics spread, and, and that's that's it. Like I, I really actually, I'm not gonna bet on the game though. But if I was, that's what I would do, just because. That's a trend right there. I'm not betting until football season. Yeah, I have, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking too. I'm have, down probably seven, eight hundred thousand in the I, last three months with I got the fucking NBA. I got a question for you guys. Eight hundred thousand. It feels like that, dude. I got a question nice. for y'all. Go ahead. Does the two days break favor the Boston Celtics or the Golden State Warriors more? The Warriors because. They're a veteran team that needs rest. Okay. I think that they were, if they were every other day, like they were the rest of the playoffs, it would probably benefit the Celtics because they got I, the youthful energy. I think Boston, because they get to go home and sleep in their own beds. <laughs> they get to go home well, and I mean, be with their families. Well, I'm just saying, even when they were in Golden State, they had two days before, because they, they played oh, Sunday in that aspect, yes, he's yeah, correct. And, and because of that team. too, like that allowed Boston to get rested up for game one, which... Initially, when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, they're coming off of game seven. They're going to be tired, but they got some extra rest. Yeah. So and they were allowed to get back into this thing. I, I actually agree with you because I feel like as a young team, you're more anxious to get out there, right? Yeah, you want to so, play. They're going yeah, to outlast play. the Warriors more in, in a right. traditional setting, Whereas basically. the Warriors are more calm. They already know, okay, like we've been here before. Whereas the Celtics, they're more anxious to get out there. So they're like, you know, they're, 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 they're scrambling in their heads. Whereas... The Warriors, they're focused, they're home, or they're, they're relaxing. They have, you know, great unity with their team. They've been there before together, um, you know, all three of them, Draymond, Clay, and Steph. So, you know, three out I of hope, the five I starters. I hope Clay can find his footing a little bit because – Yeah, he's off right now. Regardless, though, they have that experience. You still got to respect them. Yes, they had that experience that Boston doesn't have in terms of being anxious to play. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a big factor. It's a regular Experience old game matters. Yeah, I think it's anxiety, too. Like, been there. You know what I mean? If I'm playing in the finals and I've never been there before, I, as a competitor, I want to play every fucking day, man. You know what I mean? So, like, the fact that they got to wait two days to play, you know, I feel like it kind of... That favors kinda, the experience I think team. it does. I think it does. I think and it they, really they does. know how to respond. I, I don't like this layoff, by the way. I, I hate it. I don't like it at all. I'm it's going to be like a three-week series. One game a week. It's yeah. horrible. Well, it's two. <laughs> two. Well, you play Wednesday and Sundays. Sunday. Not Monday, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, dude. All right, so wrapping it up here, Nick Theories and I say the Celtics 
in game three, Paul says Warriors. And who you have? I said Celtics. Okay. But we're saying that they split three and four. Nick, are you saying the same thing? Uh, are we going to see a split in Boston? To be determined. All right. That's I'm okay. Not there yet. That's okay. I'm not there yet. That's okay. I'm not there to get that. I, I have Boston win the series in seven, but I mean, look. If Boston fucks around and wins both in a row, yeah, it might be curtains for the Warriors in five, bro. Oh, you're fucking crazy, <laughs> dude. I'm just Are saying. You? No chance. I am just saying if the Boston Celtics fuck around and win two in a row in Boston it's going to six. go up 3-1, I think it's absolute curtains for the Warriors this year in five. And I think in the future, they are going to be possibly remodeled in the future. I'm just gonna just I'm gonna write this down just because if you're right, I'm gonna celebrate the shit out of it. I'm just but saying I don't think you're gonna be right. But I, I am so I am either. gonna write this down though because I respect you. All right. I don't, I don't think so either, but eight forty seven PM Save this clip. <laughs> yeah. That's I, what I said. I'm just saying, if it goes three one, the Warriors are in trouble and they ain't winning the series. No shit. They're gonna be demoralized, they're gonna be questioning themselves, and then we're gonna see we're gonna see the hungrier team win. That's 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 what I'm looking forward to. I, I, I like it though. Series. I like it. I, I I honestly love this finals. I don't think this it, is a it, good one. It, 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 if it was any other teams that were playing in the Western Conference Finals, I don't feel like it would be that big of a draw. Whereas Celtics, Warriors, two original teams going at it. You know what I mean with history. Like I I I find it dope. And and let's just face it, they're probably not probably they're two of the top five teams in the NBA. Okay. Going into the playoffs. And they were all season. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing the cream of the crop, basically. You're not seeing two surprises. You're not seeing the Bengals. You know what I mean? This is this is what we expected. We expected both of these teams to probably be there. It's a good comment by Dave. Yeah, we, we said that. Yeah. This we is, said that, Dave. They, yeah, that's right. We got you covered. Paul said like, that last time. That's why I feel like it was. I just feel and like That's why I got the Celtics winning this game. This week. I have the. Warriors winning this. You week. think their demise is going to be televised? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Philly Phil. Baseball talk. What? We're getting some baseball today. Let's go. Yeah. I love fucking pod, man. It's the best. <laughs> it's, I know. It's like I'm sitting here. I, I get to pod with you guys. It's great, you know man. I mean? like, Can't wait to do this shit for just, work. It's just too fun, dude. Like, we're talking... We're talking some real shit right here. You know what I mean? Like, this fucking is the only where... Yeah, you're only going to find the real at this fucking table. So keep tuning in. We're just getting started. Episode in, episode out. Be sure to check us out. We're going to prove it to you. We're the best <laughs> fucking podcast in the fucking game. And that's how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Bars. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love that energy. Okay? Now, the Philadelphia Phillies. They go out and they fire Joe Girardi. We suspected it could happen in June. All right, the Phillies were in horrible shape prior to this weekend. They lost 14 to 17. The writing was on the wall, fellas. I mean, first, before we break it down further, I want to know if he deserved to be fired. Let's not go into what happened after the fact. Does he? De did he deserve to be fired? Yes. Yeah. 
team wasn't performing up to standard. And it starts at the top. He made some some bad calls in the bullpen too that I just don't agree with. I mean, there's a lot to be said. I mean, he just wasn't doing really. He, he didn't know his team. Like, like, he didn't know what he had. I, I honestly believe that. I don't think he was actually paying attention. Just like you told Shout, we have pitching. You just don't know how to use it. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> here, here's the thing. I, like, you guys, when I brought this up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yo, I've been a buck, man. Yeah, since day fucking one, yo. I've always told the truth. You know what I mean? I've always said the shit that everybody else is scared to say. I, I, I mean, like, that's true. I bring I, That brings me joy. That brings me a lot of joy. But I do have to say one thing, though. I'm unique. I, I have to say one thing, because <laughs> when I asked you guys this question about a month ago, you were a little on the fence. You wanted to keep him yeah. at the time. And I cautioned that this is going to go, <laughs> yeah. off, this go yeah. off the tracks. You said he might not make it till I, June. Ew, I was, I was only a few days off. He Three said days. Memorial Day, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I was a few days off, but... It really went off the tracks. Like, I didn't think 14 to 17 would happen. But, like, for real. like That's what they were. So, Nick just referenced yeah. the bullpen shit. And that was the nail in the coffin. And, and, and by the way, like, if I have to see Corey Knabel go out there in the ninth inning one more fucking time. Like, I was thinking that when, when Joe was still here. He can't, he can't be the close of this team anymore. He can't. And this team, like, there's just something. It's still in his head that he keeps blowing ninth inning leads. Anyway, the bullpen management was atrocious. Unwilling to play young guys. Just no feel for the game from a guy who's been around the game forever. It was Won a World Series in 2009 with the Yankees. We know what he thinks. Our fellow Yankees fan, one of our best friends, our brothers. He hated Joe Girardi. I, I mean, look, I was trying to be hopeful about the hire, but I've been on record. You guys know this. He can back me. I didn't think Balls. Gabe Kapler should have been. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't think Gabe Kapler should have been fired. And look what he did. I, I thought that the Phillies at the end of his tenure were turning up. I thought. And I thought he finally got a feel for the game. But it took him a little bit. I he mean, was a first time manager. A, he did get a feel for the game. Look at the Giants. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it took him yeah. a little bit. But like the second half of his tenure was good. So I was already saying that before the Giants shit. I thought they should have kept him. Now you see, Joe Girardi wasn't the guy. Uh, let's see what Dave says right here. Nail The final nail of the coffin was when he subbed in Quinn and in the process had Quinn behind Harper. Oh, God, yeah. It's Roman Quinn. Yeah, this is Roman Quinn we're talking about. I mean, stinks. he's already back in the minors. Odubo Herrera still on this team. He's horrible. So there's still some, you know, there's some red flags. But anyway, he deserved it. We all agree, right? He deserved to be fired. Yes. And he kind of acknowledged the same. I mean, that's just unacceptable. The team is fourth in payroll in the league. You, you know, you're in the luxury tax. So now, Rob Thompson, longtime Joe Girardi guy, bench coach of the Phillies, gets promoted to interim manager. Initial thoughts. Tell me what you thought before this weekend. Where you're like, ah, here we go again. It's Joe's guy. Uh, to me, when I first got, I was kind of like indifferent about it. Like I didn't really have a strong opinion either way. But I mean, like the team does look energized. Now I don't. When you win, it solves everything. But the team. But just before looks, you were just like, eh. I was kind of like whatever, because yeah. they suck. Yeah, it was right? just like holy shit, we're throwing away this entire season. That I mean, because that's honestly how it was getting. Like it's it's we're dead. Because I'm I'm gonna ask theories what he thinks. But my thought initially was. 
why not Dusty Wathen? He got interviewed for the manager job before they hired Girardi. He worked his way through the Phillies pipeline. He's worked with a lot of these young guys. He's had success in the minors. I thought it would be him if he's if you're going to go with an interim guy and not just, you know, go out of go out and hire somebody else. So I'm thinking, oh fuck. Well, it's going to be Joe's copy. That was my initial thoughts. Theories, what do you think? Initial thoughts. Uh, Pre-weekend. What do you what did you think of Rob Thompson getting promoted? I'm cool with it. Uh, you were all right with it? Yeah, I'm cool with it. I mean, here's the thing. I was like, nervous. Like, Hell. Because <laughs> my thing is, like, who else are you going to get? Raul Banyas. I mean. Jimmy Rollins is in the house. Raul Banyas. Yo, Raul Banyas is going to be good, But here's man. the thing. What experience <laughs> do they is. have, though? He's they, ready. They don't have experience in coaching. I Like, coaching younger players, sure. Which I guess that, that is kind of part of the, man, you know, managerial, you know, um, obligation or job but like i don't think they have that kind of experience to take on this team so i'm cool with keeping it in-house to keep camaraderie in a sense i think maybe joe just needed to go uh, that, that rhymed yeah that was fire <laughs> bars yeah, yeah i got bars today you know what I mean? so i think he just needed to go i think i think i think the players respect thompson so i think that's kind of why the decision was made um that's pretty much my initial thoughts with that so but i'm not mad about it so now, so Joe Girardi finished with a 135 and 141 record in two years with this team. That's below 500, six games below, and no playoffs. Stinks. Horrible. Horrible. Unacceptable, so, to be honest. So there's that. <laughs> Rob Thompson now, fresh off a three-game sweep of the Angels, who, are, by the way, are fucking collapsing in, front of, our, in yeah. front of our eyes. And this is, this is what I feared. Like, like... With Trout struggling, with Shohei Otani struggling, this team, you know, you're the seeing Phillies it. You're needed. seeing it. They don't have much. So I'm not surprised. It was an emotions pick when I said that they would finally come through this year. They got to figure this thing out because Joe Madden might be on the hot seat next. But that's besides the point. Rob Thompson, 3-0. Here's some stats for you, and we're going to comment on this next. Okay? 26 runs. 15 extra base hits. 45 base runners in this three-game sweep by the Phillies. This offense is alive. The young guns are playing. You're seeing Bryson Stott with a walk-off homer yesterday, who I said I was sick and tired. As soon as the season started, they were jerking him around. All right? Alec Boehm hopefully getting out of his slump. Mickey Moniak's up. He's making a little bit of a contribution. Oh, Reese got to go, too. Nick Matone. I've been screaming that, but all right. You got to go. Matone started hitting. He's on the DL now, but... He started hitting, okay? The team looks refreshed. So how are we feeling? Do we think that this is sustainable is what I'm getting at? Is this current, what we saw this weekend, a team with energy, a team with life, a team that was hitting the, the cover off the ball? I mean, Bryce Harper playing MVP ball again. The energy. And last but not least, I mean, the pitching was good too. I mean, like I said, Corey Knable should not close again. Ever again on this team. He's a good middle relief guy. Don't ever let him close again. It's got to be Sir Anthony Dominguez or even Brad Hand at this point. It can't be Corey Canable. But besides that, I love everything I saw this weekend. And, um, and they came back, too. Like, they... I mean, look, they were down four runs in the eighth inning. The energy... That says it enough. The they, energy should you know, always stay up. Like, that doesn't... As long as you have your leader at the helm that can lead you and you can, you can relate to him and he can galvanize the locker room, that's all you need to keep your energy up. I mean, like, it doesn't like it doesn't take talent 
to be energized. But when you're hitting the ball, everybody's running, they're getting dirty, they're playing hard. Like that's all stuff that you can you can control that. You can control playing hard and with energy. Okay, well, here's my rebuttal to all that stuff. All right. Yeah, like, let me hear this. I, I, I like that the Phillies, you know, they did, they, they did their thing. They did what they were supposed to, right? They swept the, the Angels, right? Okay. But they swept the Angels. This is smoke and mirror, fellas. This is, what, this is the exact example of smoke and mirrors right here. They sweep the Angels after firing their coach. So it, it, it all looks great. The fucking Angels lost 11 straight games. You know how hard it is to lose 11 straight games? Do you know how hard it is to lose 11 straight games with Trout and Otani on your roster? I'm sorry. It's very difficult to do that. So I think it's smoke and mirrors. I think there's a lot to be seen. Of course. So I'm not going to sit here and celebrate. I'm not going to fall for the, for the shit that the Phillies pull all the time. They get hot and then they suck. You know what I mean? They'll beat the best team in baseball. You know, they'll sweep them or win 2-1 and, and then get swept by the Orioles. That's that's the shit I'm talking about with the Phillies. Very inconsistent. So, for me, it's we'll see. See for we'll see, mm -hmm. right? So, um, I, I just think it's smoke and mirrors right now. But I am very optimistic because I think it is a long season. And I'm always optimistic around in baseball in June. Because, you, again, you have June, you have July, you have August, and you have a little bit of September. So, I, I, I'm very optimistic in their future. But I, I'm, I'm very, I'm not like super sold, if that makes sense. We have more wins against LA teams than the NL East. We have seven wins that's, against that's LA teams. That's a recipe teams. for not making the playoffs. Right. And we have you six need to win divisional games. NL East. Well, we can't beat the Mets for shit. That's that. That's something that we we, yeah. we just we just can't do. We can't. We're coming. Beat, we can't beat the Mets, bro. We're coming. I mean, yeah, we've been saying at that the moment. <laughs> yes. But the Mets are always going to Mets, so True. And, I, and it's not even the Phillies there. It's just the Mets. But besides the point, yeah, you got to win divisional games. Nick Theories, I'm here to say that. You want to know what I think of your your thoughts? Mm. Facts all the way through, not overreacting because this team has okay. not shown any consistency whatsoever in two and a half years. Okay, I love the energy they're bringing. And the first thing I'm going to point out, though, is Thompson, just Thompson, Bryce Harper. It's interesting, the comments, like if you if you read the tea leaves, they're kind of throwing some shade at Joe Girardi when they say the young guys need to be playing. But like, at least that's the one thing that I'm seeing here that I'm really happy that they're giving the young guys a chance. They play with youthful energy and they're getting the team spirit up and, and they're playing well and they're talented guys who should be playing every day. Sure. I don't want to see D.D. Gregorius get trotted out there. I, like, I, I had enough of that shit. I don't right. need to see that. I don't need to see Odubel Herrera getting trotted out there. I already know what these guys bring to the table. It's nothing. Right. I already know this stuff. <laughs> like, like, I, so the young guys are playing. They already have emphasized the importance of playing these guys. I've already said that before the season started. I said that. I said Bryson Stott needs to play every fucking day if he's going to be up on this roster. He is 3-2 two, count, two outs. That takes some fucking right. balls to do what he did yesterday with right. that with that home run. He got five. You know, and so he's playing every day. Alec Bone's playing every day, and I know he's he's coming out of a slump right now, but still, he you could argue before Bryce Harper, you know, just started tearing it up, he was our best player. So these guys need to play. They need to develop. The Phillies need that to happen anyway. Sure. This is this Absolutely. is this is what we were talking about. It's great that you have all these high play, paid players and. They got to do what they're supposed to do. But the rest of the roster, when you have guys like that, you need the rest of the roster who's getting paid less to perform. 
That's where you need to have top prospects. This is how all the best teams perform. This is the Dodgers, all their all their lower level guys on their roster all can play well because they were amazing prospects, you know? Like and this is how you fill out the rest of the roster when you spend that kind of dollar. To piggyback off your point, again, when you have young players playing really, really good baseball and you have veterans, the veterans are going to be looking around like, oh, shit, I need to have some sense of urgency because my yeah. job could be on the fucking line. You bet yeah. your so ass. I think if, I think and they don't want to be shown up by the young guys. Absolutely. I think I think it lights nope. a fire under the, under their ass. So that could that could definitely be a potential to help the Phillies. So I, I, I as, as a former, you know, player, you know, in high school, whatever, Anytime that you felt like you felt threatened, you always felt that urgency. Like where you like, yo, I gotta, I gotta be on my A game next practice, next game. I gotta be on my A game. Like I, I, I'm all eyes are on me. The young, the young stud is is performing. I'm doing meh. You know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna be on the bench soon, and he's gonna take my spot. So that's gonna fire me up to play a little bit better. So I think that is a good strategy, and I really and like that. And even they just have to, they have to match the energy. Absolutely. They can't go out there and they watch these young guys ball, and then they're not, you know, they're not playing hard. Right. So in, in another sense, one sec, Paul. Yeah, no problem. In a, in another sense, when you play these young guys every day, they figure the game out. Sure. That's why you can't jerk them around in the fucking lineup. They need every day at bats. Sure. They will never get better. If you're sitting them every other day, and that's that's how you saw Bryson Stott when he started the season, he had a first the first series he looked great, but he kept sitting, and he started slumping. They sent him down. I mean that that's just how it was going. Right. That's how it was going, and, and, and it just never works. Confidence. Look at the Phillies' history. Sure. <laughs> Phillies' history was prospects. They fuck up every like time. What Bryson Stott did? That's confidence built boosters. Exactly. That's what that's shit you need because you can you can just. You can harness that energy and make it propel you to go forward. That's and exactly look, what you need with young players. You need confidence-boosting moments. Because the talent's there, and now he's got the confidence, and now he's in the lineup every day. Like, this kid's going to figure it out. I already told you. If he plays every day, he's going to win Rookie of the Year this year. Right. He's, he's got an advanced approach. He plays good defense. He's, he's got a hell of a bat, hell of a you know, plate discipline, everything. He's good. He's a good player. He needs to play every day. Right. And I'm fine with DD coming off the bench. That's a better better fit for him at this point. A spot starter, off the bench guy. I'll take him with with some pop off the bench. Give that's me fine. a guy. Give me a young kid that's got something to prove day in and day out. Gets paid nothing over a superstar who's overpaid and is doing dog shit. Give me somebody but, like but that. But also, it's just all like, day long. I don't care about experience. Give me somebody that's fucking hungry and it's gonna want to win. He's gonna come in here. He's gonna bust his ass because he wants that paycheck one day. I'm sure these these young players look up to players like Bryce Harper and them. You know what I mean? Fuck like, yeah, dude. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, you see you see somebody getting 330 million dollars. Hell yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can to to put myself in that position. So what am I what am I gonna do? I'm gonna be hungry. Usually the guys that are well fed, they ain't hungry, bro. Think yeah. about it. And also, like, the Phillies, for that, that matter. I know. Hungry dogs run faster. Phillies, Thank for you. that matter, weak farm system for years. You finally have some top, like, cream of the crop prospects here. Why wouldn't you want to put them in a position to succeed? Why wouldn't you want that? It makes no sense. Do you want another Scott Kingery? Because he had fucking hella talent before they screwed him up. They yeah. totally screwed him he up. Was, yeah. he, I, I could have assured you he was going to be a 300 hit, hitter in the MLB before they screwed him up. Screwed up his swing, everything. They killed him. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been the same since. I hope he. I hope he does. But I, I mean, was the same. 
I thought he was exactly right. It's, I mean, we don't want a Scott Kingery or a Dominic Brown or – gee, I could go down the whole list, and I don't want to. Honestly, it, it haunts me. Oh, so, I, I love Dominic Brown, but, man, he, he took a dive. <laughs> but that's, I mean, the Phillies just don't know how to handle top prospects. So here's your chance to correct that flaw and, you know, ride the wave. But here's how we're going to end the show, guys, okay? We got a phenomenal fan question. <clears throat> And we have to touch on this because it's a great subject. We're probably actually going to go over the time I just slotted for because... Say his name, too. Yeah, it's Ryan Shoot, right? Yes. Ryan Shoot. Yeah, shout him out. Shoot him up. Appreciate right? it, Ryan. Shut him up, shoot him up, whatever his hashtag is, or uh, his Twitter handle. I don't know it offhand. Of I, I, I remember it stood out to me like that. But um, phenomenal question here. So here's the topic, guys. There's four Philadelphia teams we're going to talk about here. So, Joe Girardi, this is in relation to him. Head coaches and managers that came in with high expectations and underperformed, slashed, they were most disappointing. Who do you think of? Like, who, who is the most <laughs> disappointing high expectation? Charles coach? fucking Edward Kelly. Absolutely. Chip Kelly yeah. is, is I'm happy you said that first. the biggest disaster in Philadelphia sports history. The dude was given the keys to an NFL franchise. First, he tried to trade the entire team for Marcus Mariota. That failed. He brought in and sold Sam Bradford. Then it was Mark Sanchez, and I drove all the way to Green Bay with my friends and watched them get blown out of the fucking stadium and froze my ass off on those bleachers after we were 9-3 and three and didn't make the playoffs. It's Chip Kelly. It's not even close. And the runner-up, if he does not perform in the next two or in the next two years, is going to be Doc Rivers. <laughs> He's already up there for me because I'm trying to think of recency here. I know um, for uh, this crowd. I don't want. I don't want to go too back in history. I can. Now, look, if you really want me to, the I can. Sixers, here's the thing. I was looking at the Sixers. The Sixers had some trash. Like Murray's cheeks was supposed to be good. He was trash. Then it was like Tony DeLeo. He was garbage. Then it was Eddie Jordan. Doug he Collins. Doug Collins came back. He was garbage. Then it, after that, it was Brett Brown. Now, Brett Brown didn't really have lofty expectations, though, and he dealt with a lot during the process years. I mean, he had Tony Roten and fucking... Right. And... Uh, Eddie Jordan. Oh, my God. Let's not even mention that. He was like 32. Eddie Jordan. He was like 32 and 47. He was horrible. But, like, these, like the hard part about this is high expectations. Like, honestly, I don't even right. think that... Like, I know Joe Girardi had a resume, but I don't think the expectations were that high. Uh, not, not, to, not to, you know, I'm not saying the question. I, I love the topic suggested by Ryan Shute. But I don't think that the expectations were high for Joe Girardi because this team was trash when he got here. They were trash. But when you have that resume, naturally... There's an attachment, you know, we're bringing in Joe Girardi. We're trying to win a championship. Yeah. And honestly, like, that, should, that shouldn't have been the expectation with, with the roster he had. Yeah. Um, but this year, that's a whole different story. This year, it's a whole different story. Um, that was actually really surprising, honestly. Two years in. I mean, look, let's look. I mean, it's it's. Chip I'm Kelly. looking. I'm looking through all these names. It's, it's, it's like not even. He it, was treating grown men like college kids, making them drink smoothies, putting them in fucking sleep cycles. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna yeah, stop right there. Those smoothies, they fucking slapped. They <laughs> slapped. I was there. I <laughs> yeah. was there when Chip Kelly Facts. was there. And those smoothies, let me tell you something. That strawberry banana, that Different. would have you dancing. They still do the that. smoothies, by <laughs> the way. What the fuck are we talking about? They, I think they still. <laughs> I think they still do the smoothies. Uh, then he traded. <laughs> no joke. He traded the Sean McCoy for a linebacker. 
Romney's. Kiko Alonso. <laughs> Shakiko. Yeah. He cut Deshaun Jackson. He cut Jeremy Macklin, oh right? My God. He literally blew up like a, and then a great core. He of fucking um, who did he extend? He extended Riley Cooper. Yes. <laughs> That's yes, the, he did. That was he the did. worst. He got a four-year extension after putting out one of like the most racist fucking YouTube videos yes. ever. And he was ass always. Yes, yeah, he only got open. When was he ever good? Okay. In fairness, the year that he got rewarded for his contract, he was decent because Deshaun Jackson was on the other side. Yeah, he, he, he had a good year that year. I, yeah. I will say that. So but they he got a four-year deal. Yeah, I know it was crazy. Let me tell you something. We're big bucks. I watched this guy in camp for three years. He is the softest six foot five guy I have ever seen play football. He is softer than Charmin. Oh my God, I drew, it literally drove me nuts watching him in training camp. He's softer than Charmin. And that guy got extended. That guy got extended. They sent away a Hall of Fame running back. And a possible Hall of Fame receiver into Sean Jackson. He might get in. No, they didn't send away a Hall of Fame running back. Yeah, his name's Sean McCoy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, not Hall of Fame. What the fuck are we talking about? Come on, bro. <laughs> his case is a lot compared to Sean's. But I'm just saying, they're both probably get in, getting in. And he blew up that core, okay? So that's that's enough right there. That's enough to do it. Oh, oh and Riley he, we Cooper, forgot. We Riley forgot. Cooper is fucking We forgot. Garbage. He signed DeMarco Murray. And that was a disaster. Oh, he didn't God. use him right. He was absolutely. Yeah, was but insane. he didn't do jack shit when he left either. You know, I mean, look, there was too much tread on those tires. I don't think he ever would have been the same. Did he use him right? No, you're right. But I don't. I don't know if it would have made a difference. No, he had 450 carries the year before that. There was a reason Dallas wasn't giving him that money. I still can't believe he was signed. Because when you give him that money, you know who you get: Ezekiel Elliott. That's exactly what happens when you give a running back 400, unless you're Derrick Henry. When you get 400 touches a season, you're dead after three years. I would have rocked that with Ryan Motes if I would have known that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Got to make the Motes of it. Yeah, yeah. Got to make the Motes of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ryan Motes was heat. Yeah, he's fire, bro. <laughs> Ryan um, that's, Motes. That's insane. I don't even know why my brain just went. It went to Ryan Motes. But anyway... Um, yeah, it's it's Chip Kelly. It's not even close. You know what I mean? Like, he was supposed to be the offensive mastermind. He took over the GM. Howie Roseman stepped down as a GM. But I will say this. Chip Kelly hiring propelled the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I will, I will always believe that. Dougie P. I will always believe that. Facts. They got back to the Andy Reid coaching tree. Yeah. And it's so scary because I wanted Adam Gase. And thank fucking God. We did not have it to helped. hire him. It, it, Doug Peterson. Chip Kelly helped them. I, I hate to say it. it I know. But it's, it's, it's well, so they, learn, they learn from their mistakes. They yeah, learn from yeah. their mistakes. And also, they went back to Howie, kind of unexpected. But, like, Howie grew from that, too. They Howie has improved. And, look, he's got his shortcomings. But Howie, typically the last couple years, pretty solid. But man. that brings Two off-seasons in a row. He, right. So he learned from it as well. The Eagles learned from their experience, right. basically. And what that's what I mean. Like, like I, think, I think it helped the Eagles and, and the whole – giving the power to Chip Kelly for the GM has helped Howie Roseman develop into a GM. Well, they literally, literally. let Chip Kelly – they let him dig his own grave. And boy, did he ever. <laughs> yeah, he did. And it, but it, it was crazy. They were 10-6 and six the first two seasons. They lost to New Orleans in the playoffs. So I was there for that. That was yeah. uh, that was brutal. That was the, 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 the field goal, just to watch it, just like – I know. Whatever. That, that's beside the point. But 
they were 10 and 6 so they were what they were you could say they were successful the first two years but the third year was a disaster it's when the pieces started crumbling off the off the roster for no reason and it was baffling you know you got rid of macklin you got rid of deshaun jackson you got rid of you got rid of mccoy you brought in sam bradford uh i mean th there was a bunch of things that he's done and it's just jordan it, matthews jordan yeah j matt j matt j matt j matt here's a, here's the yeah. thing like the twitter handle the twitter handle, yeah. to, to get back to the topic like i'm looking through literally every single coach in all four teams histories and expectation wise like i I don't know. I don't know if I could say like some of these guys who were brought in with high expectations didn't meet it. Like Peter Laviolette got them to a Stanley Cup. They didn't win, but they got there. So I mean, like, I mean, most recent example besides Chip Kelly for me, recency in terms of expectations, probably Elaine Vigneault with the Flyers. You get you bring in a guy with that resume, and you know, in the COVID bubble situation, you get to the conference finals, and then this year you already saw what happened they went from literally like a competitive playoff team to bottom five in the league i mean there's some expectations that went into year two with this guy also i mean they did have talent on this roster so like recency wise that's the most recent thing i mean you can go down the list in terms of disappointing head coaches i just don't know how many like had crazy high expectations besides maybe doc rivers and Chip Kelly, like just recent examples. I'm going down the list. Oh no! It, it, I mean, Chip Kelly was. He's in Chip a, Kelly he's is had by own. far number one on that. He list. had high expectations. Doc is not too far off. He was a slam weren't, dunk. Weren't because we Doc's tried number to get two. We tried to get Chip, and then he didn't. And then didn't we try to get Ryan Kelly from Notre Dame? They actually, they I believe they interviewed Bruce Arians. <laughs> Funny how that went. I'm pretty sure they interviewed Bruce Arians in this process. I think you're right, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they there. did. I actually think you're right about it. Yeah, that. I think that they did. Um, he got ran out of And he didn't even really have a fair chance, honestly. So I think they even gave, they might have gave Todd Bowles a chance right there because he was on the he was on the carryover, but the, he wouldn't have had a chance there either because um, he was the interim guy. Yeah. Chip. But I mean, uh, other than that, like, you know, recency, like, I mean, Charlie Manuel exceeded expectations. Um other than that, man, I mean, Larry Brown, like, Larry Brown took him to the finals. Pretty marginal roster around AI. Like, most of these guys didn't have that, like, championship ex expectation besides Chip and Doc Rivers recently. Recently. Yeah. I mean, you could certainly, like, call out the worst coaches in history in these franchises. Like, I instantly thought of Rich Kotite uh, with the Eagles. That's, like, one of the worst hires ever of all time. I thought of that. Eddie Jordan... The player. We were, we, I'm, I'm looking up Chip Kelly's yeah. uh, players that he drafted. Like I he mean, drafted it's Jordan Poyer. Away. He drafted Jordan Matt Poyer Bartley. is actually a really good player. He's, he plays for the Yeah, for, for and the they Bills. got rid of him awesome. too soon. He's yep. very good. He is. Very good. Very good player. Marcus Smith. We can't ever forget that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. Josh Spare Huff. me. Can't forget that one. Spare me. Oh, man. You're, you're literally putting me through hell when you say this shit. It's so funny because I used to see all their nameplates in the lockers, and this is the yeah, this is the team that yeah, garbage after garbage after garbage. Yeah, yeah, they stink. I lived through the dream team. But that was was that your first year? The dream team? I was yeah. not there for the dream team. Oh, I was there. No, I wish I was. No, you don't. 
Well, I, Jason I, Babin was there. No, you don't. No, I do. Well, no, I was Jason with Jason Babin. Babin bro. Oh. Jason Babin was there, and he was cool as shit to me. Everybody oh. hated Jason Babin God bless. for being a dickhead, but he <laughs> fucked with theories. God. Jason Babin You're the only person in the whole building then. Yeah, he liked You're me, the only one. He liked me, bro. I think I probably show grit, passion, and, you know, all, oh all that. God, so, so he saw that in me, and he was oh, like, yo, this kid's a good dude. He saw yeah, it yeah, in you know what? <laughs> Wrap this shit up. Because he, yeah, he, he, saw, yeah, he saw it in him. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a great question, and we always encourage fan questions. That was actually a tough one to answer. Like, it was easy to answer Chip Kelly, but, like, everything after Chip and Doc was actually tough to answer because expectation, like, championship expectation, like, that's a, you know, that's a whole different... That's a whole Supreme. different realm right there. Supreme. Fam, I wish you had one of those smoothies, bro. You would change your perspective, bro. I'm telling you that right now, dog. My smoothies. They're bad. still there, Nick. They still have the... Oh, they still I, do? I think they still have them there, yeah. It's pretty science. sure. Yeah. Smoothies. It, if you keep drinking smoothies, you get better. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the recipe. I yeah. mean, they kept drinking smoothies, and they had the most injured roster in the NFL. You know, it kind of makes me think it was like Aaron Rodgers' clench kind of situation. Like, maybe you shouldn't do that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Love this pod. Anyway, that's it for episode 84. Episode 85 is on Thursday, 8 p.m. this week. We will have NFL talk. We kind of dove into some accidentally today it was not planned okay but we're gonna have an interesting interesting conversation about qb tiers because we want to argue a little bit again you know we refresh off the ranking show power rankings we argued a little bit it was great um we got an aaron donald thing to talk about maybe some carson wentz howie roseman drama that we've been pushing off for like two weeks and then we're gonna have nba finals game three to talk about with a game four preview so that's thursday 8 p.m this week and episode 84. Time out. Well, I, go I, ahead. Go I, ahead. I, I want to say this because we, we never got a chance. To. Go ahead. Uh, shout out to Ryan Shoot. We appreciate that, you know, that uh, question. Um, anybody I, mean, I did actually, just shout him out. I did shout him out. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. Thank you. I'm Do just reiterating. Again. Do Thank you. Uh, you know, we appreciate that. It was awesome. Um, but anybody that's actually watching right now, um, please don't be scared to message us, DM us. Any questions you guys want to hear us talk about, um, just to hear our perspective on it, please DM us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you guys use. We would appreciate it, and we will definitely shout you guys out in the show. So We encourage you. It's better when, when we're going back and forth with the fans. Right. It's better. Absolutely. So, facts. Thank you, Ryan. Sorry. Shoot Again. No, thank you, Ryan. Shoot again. That was great. And episode 85, fellas, was brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New players who sign up today using the promo code ICONIC receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's a hell of a deal. Go sign up today. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. Last but not least, you know this by now. Check us out at the Props Network propshq.com be sure to subscribe and keep up with everything going on p and i thank you very much and i'm gonna pass it off to nick theory's pe scream it <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out with us you just witnessed the greatest pod in the world we're gonna keep proving that to you episode in and episode out so be sure to check us out Thank you guys for appreciate. We, we appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit.
So be sure to also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And we will see you guys Thursday night at P&I, baby. And all socials. Don't forget. Peace.